Welcome everyone to this episode of The Coaching Practice. Today I'm joined by Sandra. Sandra, welcome. Uh, thank you very much, Dupi, and um, it's a great privilege to join you today. Thank you for the invitation. It's a pleasure. I love how my Afrikaans welcome came out there <laughs> in welcoming you. It's my party trick. Every, every 13th episode, I'll do a welcome. It's a nice, a nice mix. But anyway, Sandra, um, let's, let's jump in. How did you get into coaching? I've got a few minutes uh, and I love telling stories. So I'm going to start when I was about nine or 10, when mm. someone asked me what I want to be when I grow up. And I said I wanted to be a doctor. And then a few months later, my brother fell and it was just blood all over. And I thought, no, this is not going to work. Doctor is not for me. Mm. So um, I thought I have to come up with the next best thing. And then when it was time for me to decide um, what to, to study, I thought psychology. I'm going to study psychology. Then I can help people. I can fix things. I can sit with people. Um, and things didn't work out for me that way. I've studied um, BCom tourism management and recreation studies, did my master's degree in tourism management, and then I really felt that something was missing all along. I've worked a few years in hospitality. And in mm. 2010, I actually stopped everything and I started um, studying psychology. Mm -hmm. And so the path just went on from there. I did a few um, personality tests and it really captured me um, the essence of people and how we differ. And I really came to notice how much I love sitting with people, listening to them. And I started to picture myself having a practice and one-on-one -on -one conversations with people and not mm. necessarily being a therapist and fixing things, but just holding space for people. So mm. I went through a branding process just to filter everything, all my knowledge, um, all my experience all the personality tests I've done, and now I'm here today, and um, I can say I'm a coach, and I will say a little bit later about coaching versus facilitation. Um, mm. But yeah, th this is this is my path to where I am today. So I'm always curious when people get out of the blocks when it comes to coaching. I see here that you you started your what is your coaching practice's name? So just so I don't mispronounce the whole the whole name, just your the name of the coaching practice. It's Blossom. So it's the phonetic spelling of Blossom, but I like oh. to, to pronounce it Blossom, like awesome, like breathe, like breath. Oh, yeah. Okay. And um, tell me more about how you went from because i see here you were a financial manager and bookkeeper for eight years and then in 20, 2020 you started um, blossom what was that transition like for you uh well i only did it half day and before that i i have two half day positions at our congregation and the one was in the growth um ministry and that's mm. where I actually just stepped out of the box and started to do workshops with the congregation members in mm. um, Strength Finder, the Clifton Strength Finder and mm. the Integrative Enneagram. So um, the other half day position was the finance of uh, the finances 
um, mm. with my BCOM background. That was just mm. the, the logical thing to do. So that transition for me, it's still not a transition. I'm still doing um, the finances at, at the congregation with my mm. practice. Mm. It's just so stimulating for that part of my brain as well because coaching and working with people is a lot different than working with, with um, finances. And mm. um, so it's stimulating for me doing both. And um, it, it energizes me to work with the people and it gives me more energy to, to also do the finances. And it helps me as well in my administration and finances with my own business as well. Mm. Sangara, you mentioned that um, part of what keeps you in coaching is the energy that you get from it. Is there anything else that keeps you in, in the coaching space? It's just watching people in my sessions and workshops looking at them and just seeing the, the light bulb moments when they realize that they are really unique and there is something about them. Um, for me, the energy lies in that, that they, they almost rediscover something about themselves that they forgot. Um, mm. So that is, that is what keeps me in, in, in coaching, in doing mm. workshops, in doing individual sessions. I don't know if you if you had to say something to someone that's either thinking of stepping into um, their own coaching practice, or someone that might be thinking, "Hey, maybe I I can go into the space of, of of being a coach." What advice would you have for people in that space? I would say that um, you don't have to have a coaching degree. I don't. Um, you just really have to have a passion for people. Listen very very well. And be authentic. And I know authentic is a new buzzword, but authenticity for me is also being vulnerable, also putting yourself out there, taking risks. But mm. most important for me, the advice I can give to if you are thinking about going into the coaching industry is just find your individuality. Don't worry mm. about how other coaches are doing it. Find your individuality and that will relate with people. Mm. And many people will relate with you. Many people relate with me and many don't. And that's fine. That's mm. why there's so many of us out there. So people will find they, they coach, they, the one that relates with them. Seems to be a recurring theme. In, in the few interviews I've had now is this, this theme of coaching from, from who you are to where you, to where you want to be as a coach moving from, from always from who you are. So it's just interesting. Mm -hmm. That's being, I mean, from, from way back or a few recordings back, that's been a, a really big theme in, 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 in many coaches journey. So moving into your philosophy of coaching, Sandra, if you had to describe to us what, um, how you practice coaching? How would you define it as you practice it? So when I started my branding process, my branding coach asked me, um, so what do you want people to call you? If they ask you, what are you doing? What are you going to call yourself? And I immediately respond to it. I just don't want to be called a life coach or a coach. Mm -hmm. And um, I, and I know it's going against everything that this um, interview is about. But let me let me just tell you what I really am. So mm -hmm. I am a coach. I didn't get um, a coaching degree or pers uh, um, professional training as a coach, 
but I got training as a coach in Clifton Strength Finder and the Enneagram, but mm. I'm actually an in-depth process facilitator. That's what I call myself. Mm-hmm. So it's actually just maybe a glorified wo- uh, a word for coaching, but I've always got this thing about just being called every th- a, um, a name that everybody's being called. So it's a little mm. bit of rebellion. Mm. So, and coaching as such a broad definition, it it's it differs for so many people. And I just thought I'm going to um, filter that definition of coaching and rather say I'm an in-depth process facilitator. And mm. what it means for me, if I can just quickly explain what it is, mm. is when you go into a session either individual, a couple session, a business team session or a workshop, you have a point A where you start from, where you are, where the the participants are, your Mm -hmm. clients are, and then you've got a point B where you need to finish what your goal is for the session or the workshop. Mm. But in Mm. between A and B, it's just everything that's underneath the surface of the tip of the iceberg that needs Mm. to be held and um, people get vulnerable and they share things in a safe space that they won't normally share in a, in a space where their friends are or colleagues. Mm. And that is where the in-depth process is taking place. And that for me is where the coaching or the facilitation needs to start to, to um, be set in action because mm. that space needs to be held for your client or, or um, the participants with the workshop. Um, mm. So I call myself an in-depth process facilitator because that's what I facilitate is that space between A and B underneath the surface. I love the use of the words uh, process and facilitator. It's a, it's a beautiful choice that you've, that, that, um, that you've chosen in terms of how you, how you refer to yourself as, as a coach. So speaking about A and B, Process-wise, when you show up as a coach with your client, you mentioned Enneagram, you mentioned Strength Finder. What what are the what are the what is the core DNA of how you how you serve your clients between A and B? What do you use in terms of tools or theory? Okay, so I my workshops and sessions are based on Strength Finder and or Enneagram. Mm-hmm. I either do all the Strength Finder report, the Clifton Strength Finder report, and there you get. Uh, only top five or your full 34 mm-hmm. or I do a combination of string finder and Enneagram or I just do the integrative Enneagram. So mm. I first let my clients do the test and get their results. And then um, I sit with them on the first session and I work uh, through a plan. So normally it's a six or seven session plan mm. and um it's, it's personally based on what they needs or where they are now because it's very important for me to start where the client is now. Mm. And um, then we work out a plan together. So it's not a fixed thing that I go and say, okay, so now it's this and this and this. I sit with the client and we work together um, for a point B. And mm. then not me or the client knows what, what's going to happen between point A and B. And that is where, um, where just where I get energy from is just being with the client where they discover what is underneath the surface and how Mm. do I make it better? Because if I'm better, if I'm healthy, 
then my relationships will be healthy as well. Mm, mm. So Sandra, some people might be thinking, okay, I want to give this coaching thing a go. Um, I have the, the idea and the energy and the drive, but I, I, I don't have necessarily have the tools yet. What advice would you have for people when it comes to choosing a tool? You've chosen Strength Finder, Enneagram, amongst other things. What would you say is the key to defining your, your, your workbench, so to speak, in terms of coaching? If there's so many theories, so many tools, what advice would you have for coaches that might be starting out and having to figure out, okay, these are the things I'm going to practice with? Um, the thing with theories is it's, it's book knowledge, if I can say it like that. It's theory. So for me, for me, the advice I will give is go through a process or two or three by yourself as a coach in order to see how other coaches do it. And I know I said earlier, find your, your own individuality. But mm. it's important to go through the process yourself for me, otherwise, you can't know what the process is going to be like for your client. And mm. then when you've, when you've gone through a, a few processes or tools, choose one or two or three that you really relate with and that can help you to reach the goal that you want to reach with your client and stick with that. Don't mm. go between theories and tools. And um, it's good to revise them. Um, and keep up with the program if there's new theories. But I would say just stick with what, what you as coach feel comfortable with and which worked for yourself in a process of coaching. Um, yeah. Mm, mm. So, Sandra, moving on to clients. Uh, I think a few interviews ago I started changing this question because I realized not all coaches – uh, operate in a generalist or in a specialist field sometimes there's a mix and sometimes there is a definite preference so would you describe your practice at this stage in your career as a generalist or a specialist approach in terms of clients and niches i would like to think that it's a it's a specialist approach um I know that if you go for formal coaching training, you become a career coach or a branding coach or and there's specific things going on there and that's good and well. But because I'm, I would rather be called an in-depth process facilitator, the rules have changed a little bit and the principles from coaching has changed a little bit. Um, for me, I would say I'm... I have a speciality field in, in, in the way that I tell my story through facilitation. I use my own experiences, my, my own growth through the years mm. as foundation. I put myself in that session with mm. the client to be present. And I know a lot of psychologists and therapists, um, they are trained to leave themselves behind and not let their personal or their bias get stuck in the session. But for mm. me, if I know I can help a client through telling my story or I'm um, telling stories. And at the beginning of this interview, I said, I love telling stories. Mm. Then it becomes, it makes me as facilitator, as coach vulnerable 
And that is authenticity. And that makes mm. the person across of me, my client or the participant at the workshop, mm. um, I've realized that it makes them more at ease and more comfortable knowing that I'm also just human and I went mm. through the same process. So I would like to think that I'm at, I'm currently in a specialist field um, mm. by making myself vulnerable and telling my story through the facilitation process. Do you have a, a preference in terms of which people you want to coach? At this stage, my, my main focus is on women, especially mm. women that is in an identity crisis phase um, where their kids are now growing up and don't need them that much. So it's more or less women that had a career and now they have ki had kids and now they want to go back to a career or find purpose or um, so... For now, that's the main focus. I also love doing couples. Um, mm. The dynamics between the two, between husband and wife or partners. Um, mm. So that, that for me is, is my main focus, is couples and women with identity crises or purpose crises. And mm. then I recently started with teenagers as well with the Strength Finder Explorer. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't think I was going to like working with teenagers, but it really, really, really is just a blessing working with teenagers and getting to mm -hmm. know how their brain works and how they operate from their strengths um, mm -hmm. and work with the parents, telling them that your teenager has these strengths and that's why they are, are doing this or this or this. So, yeah, those three for now is my main focus. Sandra, how did you choose them? Many coaches, okay, they, they, they want to do coaching, they, they've, they have the tools, but now they have to figure out, okay, how do I choose where I want, if, if they want to be specialists or focus on the niche, how did you choose the women, the couples, and the teenagers? How did that happen for you as a coach? I think I didn't choose them, they chose me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, it, it is actually the truth. They chose me. So I just started doing sessions and put myself out there. And I realized, but this is the people that's coming to me. So there's a reason for that. And I feel mm. energized by that. So let me stick with that and see mm. where it's going. Yeah. Mm. So for coaches are listening that want to step into their niche and maybe figure out, okay, who they want to serve in their practice. We, what advice would you have for them in terms of how, how do they establish this focus of, of client? I would say that just find out where your energy is. If you can sit with the client and you know it's been an hour, it's been an hour and a half, and you are just in your element Mm. That is the type of client you want. And that is the type of client that you need to research and find out how do they, how do they explore coaching um, and how do they approach a coach? So mm. if you find a profile that you really are comfortable with and work nice with and get energy from, I would say that is your market. That is your niche. Hmm. Hmm. Thank you, 
Sandra, this has been um, a, a great a great interview in terms of, of the, 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 the nuggets of wisdom that you've shared. Thank you for making time, for contributing to this initiative. I'm sure all the listeners appreciate it, and I, of course, appreciate it a lot. Thank you. Thank you for you, Dupi, and um, have, a, have a good week. Thank you, Sandra.